What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, March 16th, 2021. That's right. Not only is this Tuesday, Stone Cold Steve Austin Day 316. It's also another Widow Wednesday. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the new face of video games. Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. Oi, Gavna. There it is. See, you nailed it. Gary, can't be, Gary, here on his, Gary can't be here on Tuesday. You'll oh, bring guys, the Widow mate. to him. That's what he says, right? Animal Crossing. Yeah. It? Well, now you see he's doing this whole Grand Theft Auto thing now. Oh, yeah. You I saw that. Thing? He's role playing. Oh, yeah. He got kebabs out there him. editing. Yeah. Yeah. You should yeah. go in there. You play a lot of Grand Theft Auto back in the day. You should go in there and ruin it. I do. Like, I've not done any of the role playing stuff that people do in, in Grand Theft Auto nowadays. And yeah. I, that, that's something I've always wanted to do because it seems really cool and really fun. And so, Gary Witta, call me. I'm down to play a character. What character is that going to be? I have no idea yet. I've never even put thought into what kind of character I would be in the Grand Theft Auto world. So here's the thing. As you know, Gary likes to talk, and I like to go, uh-huh, uh-huh, and then I start planning the rest of my day doing important things while he talks to me. So the idea here is that is it, is it basically like a D&D campaign or something where you make a character? Like, you, you, Do you start from scratch? Does somebody assign you what character you're going to be? <laughs> I, I, I don't know much of how it works. I, the way I understand it is that people have servers dedicated to role-playing and playing a character, and... It does have like that D and D storytelling thing thing to it, where you're going through and you are talking to people like you're that character and you're filling this role. There was gotcha. a Daniel Dwyer uh, video oh, made for NoClip uh, about I, for, I forget exactly what it was, but I think he he covered the story of a whole biker gang uh, server that was going down in GTA Online, and it's basically like a Second Life kind of thing where you go okay. in and you're really like inhabiting this character and, and going through that story. It's not D and D in the in the sense that like. I don't think you're doing roles, you know, for like, you know, certain certain shit, right? You're not doing you're not taking chances in, in terms of, you know, you know, I talk to this person, roll for Oh no, no, I knew that. I meant like is there you, is there like a character sheet they're all working off where you're like my mm -hmm. name is this and my occupation is this and this is that like my backstory kind of thing. I assume it's you are who you wanna be. Okay. But I'm not I'm so not it's like you know, when I'm I play Avengers. Yeah. I mean, a little okay, bit. Perfect. I mean, is yeah. that how you play Avengers? Are you just your own? I mean, when I pick Captain, Captain America, America, I'm Captain America. You know what I mean? Throwing the shield. Yeah, but I me. think Gary Witta is like his own person that he created. You know, he's not like this pre-made person that he's just projecting so himself it's, onto. It's more like when because he wants DC to be Captain online. America. Yeah, it's more like when I, I yeah. made Taylor Swift and DC to right. You're like, how would Taylor Swift okay. handle this issue? I mean, Taylor exactly. Swift is also a person that exists, and you're more so projecting your own feelings onto an already existing person. But yes, like it is. But I'm like, choosing what she's doing in those scenarios, right? And like I gave her backstory control. for what happened, right? When they brought the exobites to Earth, right? And they we all had got our superpowers. She was out there performing. Actually, she was in the studio, if you really want to know. And the exobits rained down on her. That gave her her super this abilities. This isn't a story he had to like make for work. Yeah, I made this up on my own. This is yeah, my backstory. I don't, I don't know that he's yeah. ever shared this before. Alan Thicke was at his house. <laughs> Wait, his house? <laughs> yeah, Alan Thicke was at his house when he got his powers. Wait, Al okay. Shuhei Yoshida was at Alan PlayStation Thicke HQ, of course. At his own home Robin is what he's saying. What is yeah. Alan Thicke's relation to, to Robin Thicke? That's his, that's dad. He's his dad. Oh, his, okay. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. actual, we are talking about the actual Alan Thicke. Yeah. Sure, one of my characters in DC Universe Online was Alan Thicke, so I just made okay. him, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Why, 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 why'd right? you go Alan Thick? <laughs> I needed the... some characters, you know what I mean? I needed some people out there. Are you a big I... Alan Thick fan? Do you like no, Alan I forget why like I did it at the time. It was, it was the two weeks that he was popular. Out. No, no, that's Robin Thick. Alan Thick's been popular my entire life. And I'll, no, I'll Robin Thick's been popular for a while. Games. Robin Thick has multiple hits. He had blurred lines. Name me another Alan. Name me another <laughs> Robin Thick. He had a couple of his blurred lines. Of course, we all know uh, blurred I, I lines. I think he sang the song "I'm Lost Without You." Like, 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 can't. Wait, I no. I'm, I'm lost without you. Can't help myself. That song. All right, Chad How says, "Yeah, Lost Without You" is one that, of them. All right, that's yes, two. I okay. guess they count. I love that song. All right, I don't think I've ever heard it. I'm sure he has more songs other than that too. But he I'm, sang for that one band. But in terms of a cultural phenomenon and what meant more to us as humanity, clearly it's Alan Thicke in his career. Mm -hmm. He was the dad on Growing Pains. Come I on. I mean, I guess. I don't know. The most of uh, the, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not really been an Alan Thicke person. I've not followed the, 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 life, the, the life and pursuit of Alan Thicke. I don't know what, don't he's what he's out there doing. I never watched Growing Pains. That was not my jam. <sighs> What is great? Oh, man. You know what I mean? Blurred lines, though. Oh my god! Of course you I watch that. that. I yeah. listen yeah. to blurred yeah. lines all the you time. Watch, the watch that music Stop video. Yeah, there it is. I know. Yeah, who's listening <laughs> to the song? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it was a good song though. It was a good song. No, it was, it was a great good. video. Is Robin spelled like Batman's Robin? 
Yes. Nobody knows. All right, cool. Uh, chat with the for, key at the end. Just for you, I'm put, yeah, I know that. I he know Alan. Part, so of course, I know Alan that part, thing. right? I'm putting into the, I'm making a poll here on Twitch. More important, Alan Thick or Robin Thick? That's going because we have other stuff to talk about. Mainly, Jade Raymond is making a PlayStation game at her new studio. Uh, of course, there's a new Fortnite season, and there's a whole bunch more new stuff happening, and we're going to tackle it all because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can be part of the show. You can get the show ad-free, and you can get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. It's fantastic on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames funny games but if you got no bucks to toss our way it's no big deal you can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games just like cast pool is uh show and kills is yeah show and kills i'll say uh, and the 16 shards of analysium <laughs> That's a long username. <laughs> All right, now, of course, if you're watching uh, live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, listening on podcast services around the globe, and, of course, over on roosterteeth.com. Right now, yes, thank you. All right, Alan Fick is winning the poll. He's just dominating. 88% say Alan Fick's more important than Robin Fick. This isn't me shitting on Robin Thicke. It's just, you know, we have to call a spade a spade here, right? I, Alan's I just more important, think that the, like, this just shows that your fan base is older than you think. You know, yeah, like, no, is, that's, is, that's is, exactly no, what I, I'm aware. It's showing Blessing how the old thing, the like, fan base is. I, this is I, Blessing's I, job. Here's the thing. Blessing, guess what? Wouldn't it be up? nice if you never had to work anywhere else again? If you just worked here, kind of funny, went on with you. But for that to happen, you got to bring in more of these younger idiots who think Robin Fick's more important. All right, that's yeah, what I'm, it is. I'm, dude, I'm getting tired of making content for these oldies. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come out and I'm gonna say it. I'm tired of it. Yeah, I've not watched Indiana. Well, I watch Indiana Jones now. But yeah, I didn't watch it because I was born in '94, like so many people were. What I mean, like a lot think of people about born this way. You're, you and the other kids are skateboarding down. You know, just having a good time, listening to your jams on I your disc mans. What 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 do you what would make you turn your head? What kind of content do you turn your head for and go, man? I gotta subscribe to that YouTube channel, you know? There is like, what do you mean? We'll like what you. the YouTube channel? How do we get the youngies in? You know what I mean? You're sick of the oldies. How do we get the youngies in here? How, like mukbangs, TikToks, mukbangs. Yeah, no. you know what a mukbang is. <laughs> I do not know what a mukbang is. I now, if I was guessing, yeah, I, I would say it's some kind of is. it's some kind of You're bong you make out of mud and wood. No, no, mukbang is basically you eat food on camera. That's the whole thing. Oh, it's you, oh, you oh. find like whatever food and you eet it, and people Wait, watch is that you really eat something it. you're into? I mean, no, but I think other youngies are. Yeah, everyone also youngies eat it. Don't be ashamed of it, don't be ashamed of it. There's housekeeping for you, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, there's a brand new PS I Love You XOXO available on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe. As are we went live. Mukbang? Yeah. People, yeah, people are excited. That's, that's, that's why Greg was so confused. <laughs> would you have known what a mukbang is if I said mukbang? I think I, I would have because I have heard that before. I have heard okay. that before. I don't know if I would have immediately been able to pull, but I would be like, oh, right. Then I would have been on me. When you're like talking about a mukbang, I'm like, <laughs> I see Swamp Thing doing wait, a rip. Wait, just wait, in the wait, forest. Wait, wait. <laughs> just fucking Swamp Thing uh, smoking plus, out of the forest. He's got some wolf over here and seeing stars, man. <laughs> plus, do you think if you're, if you're on Twitch... I also don't know how to use a bomb. <laughs> you nailed it. Just, just careful that suicide. Is that how you it goes? Right. I mean, uh, if you see Greg Miller eating, you think that that would actually grab your attention? Greg Miller sitting there yes. with a bowl of ramen, just eating clear wings. Bowl of ramen. Uh, all right. I would, I would, I would, watch Greg eat food on on Kids YouTube. Kids are yes. weird. Oh, there it is. Oh, uh, here we go. God, Come your camera's so pixelated. Your camera's kind of blurred, so I can't even it's tell so what you're eating. Blurry. It looks like a gummy bear. <laughs> I hate it. Well, I hate I'm it. Not a also broadcasting on the surface of the sun, so we got other problems too. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but that just helps the camera. It makes you actually look better. Also, people pay to watch, or not pay, but people did watch Greg eat Oreos. Yeah. Like, people watch that shit. They were there people for the that crazy show. reviewness of it. Like, the, the fact that he couldn't stop laughing because he, lo- he respected the scale too much to give a certain Oreo a test. 
<laughs> right now, a new episode of PS I Love You XOXO is available on youtube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe. My spoiler free review of the Snyder Cut. That's right. Zack Snyder's Justice League just went up on youtube.com slash kind of funny and the screencast podcast uh, services around the globe. Tim challenged me to do it in 10 minutes and I crushed it, everybody crushed it spoiler free don't worry don't worry you are getting in review in two parts so you will get the, i'm sure the six hour epic that'll be us reviewing this movie other housekeeping for you uh the kind of funny wild aces are in the fcf championship you should come call the plays as we take on the glacier boys for the people's championship this saturday twitch.tv slash kind of funny games coverage begins at 4 30 p.m pacific time we are very excited aren't we blessing yeah we're very excited thank you Do you, you know i'm not gonna now here's the thing of course I know this is we're having a Rick Rowland show here, and mm-hmm. let me tell you, people either love it or they really hate it. Well, well before we we'll just get off thing here, I'm impressed because you know you know Corey Cudney, right? Gift master. Yeah, he's made hundreds of kind of funny gifts for you, blessing and the Wild Aces. He made the it's wild it's it's Wild Aces game day gif of you, and that's the only Wild Aces gif he's ever made. <laughs> so anytime I tweet about it, I'm like, I gotta use this one of blessing. That's all there is to it. Every Saturday morning, I wake up to that you tweeting that gif of me, and I'm like, why am I always the one saying it's Wild Aces game day when I'm the one that never shows up to the Wild Aces game day? Like I always have to come on Monday and ask like, who the fuck won last? Uh, last <laughs> you crushed it. You know what I mean? You, when you're in the perfect gif, you're in the perfect gif. You can't stop it. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers at Dananobiologist, a.k.a. Mick Abramson, Blackjack, Trent Berry, and Blackjack again. Today we're brought to you by Purple, Brooklyn, and Burrow, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. There are five items on the Roper Report. Number one blessing at Oye Jr. Jade Raymond has started a new studio in Montreal and is working on a PlayStation IP, and they've given her some money. Can you believe this blessing? The, the gall of Herman and PlayStation to do this on the day we post PS I Love You XOXO. It's become, it, it feels like it's personal at this point. I feel like there's somebody over there at the PlayStation blog or at PlayStation proper that's like, fuck these guys. We're just going to release news every Tuesday. And you right. know what? I, res- I respect it. I respect it, too. Uh, So let's start with the PlayStation blog where Jade Raymond writes, It's been a strange and difficult past 12 months. The pandemic, social injustice, and job elimination have impacted many of my closest friends, families, and coworkers. All of these factors, paired with an inability to see friends and family face-to-face, lulled me into kind of a reflective cocoon where I had to ask myself some tough questions about what really matters. I've been making games a long time, over 25 years now. I've had the opportunity to lead the creation of two highly successful original IPs and build multiple teams and studios from the ground up. Some of these adventures have been more successful than I could have ever imagined, and others less so. Several people have asked me recently, quote, after all these experiences, do you still want to be in the games industry, end quote? The answer is always an unwavering yes. The games industry is where I belong. Whether it's playing Settlers of Catan with my kids or Valheim with my team, games continue to bring me joy. They're a way to relax, connect, and share experiences with people I care about. And the act of making games is, in many ways, even more fulfilling. Getting to bring together experts across so many different creative fields, from music composers to concept artists to programmers, parentheses, yes, programmers are creative too, into a perfectly synced orchestra that delivers new worlds for players to explore. For me, there is nothing or rewarding I can imagine doing. As I took stock of my career over the last few years and started to think about what to do next, I came to a very simple conclusion. I need to get back to what I love doing most and do so in a way that gives our team the freedom to explore, inspire, and create. And so and so today, I'm announcing Haven, an independent studio where many of the talents and game developers I have worked with for years, parentheses, and love dearly, are coming together to do what we are most passionate about. It's time for us to refocus on games in a place where uh, we can practice our crafts without any barriers impediment or impediments. We want to create worlds where players can escape, have fun, express themselves, and find community. We want to pour our passion into a project. We want to make something wondrous for people to experience because we believe in the power of games to bring joy to people's lives. And Sony does too. Their commitment to excellence is unmatched. It's why I couldn't be happier for their backing and support. 
Together, we want to create games that are a haven for players, and we want to build a studio that is a haven for developers. So, while we don't have many details to announce today, I want the PlayStation community to know that Haven Studios is already hard at work on an unannounced IP. We can't wait to sh show you more. Of course, this is the PlayStation blog. This is the uh, official post they put up to announce this. Obviously, Jade Raymond has a new studio. It's called Haven. It's working on a PlayStation IP. Uh, from there, I want to go over to gamesindustry.biz, uh, where Christopher Dring writes, of course, PlayStation invests in Jade Raymond's new independent studio, Haven. Montreal-based developers working on an original IP for PlayStation. Uh, we joined the article in progress, obviously recapping a lot of what we already heard. If you don't know who Jade Raymond is, Raymond is a games industry veteran. She's held senior roles at... Google Stadia, EA, and Ubisoft. She was responsible for Star Wars console and PC games at EA and helped create the Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs franchises for Ubisoft. She also set up Ubisoft Toronto and managed the team through the creation of its first game, Splinter Cell Backlist. Uh, Christopher has this quote here from Herman Holst, of course, uh, the PlayStation Studios head. Quote, Sony Interactive Entertainment is proud to support and invest in Haven and its future. We understand the challenges and rewards of building creative teams from the ground up, as does Jade with her wealth of experience helming many of gaming's biggest franchises. We're confident and excited for the bright future for, of Haven Studios and its first project, currently in development. Blessing. Mm -hmm. Coming out of left field. This is happening. Didn't see it coming. No hints about it. Obviously not a full first party studio, but working on a PlayStation IP, having some PlayStation funding. What's your reaction to everything? Yeah, this this came completely out of left field. I woke up today, saw this news, and I was like, oh, wow, I wouldn't have expected this, but this makes a lot of sense, and this is really awesome. This has a lot of the same energy that uh, Kojima Productions founding did, mm. right, where Kojima had that shaky relationship with Konami towards the end there, uh, left, and then months later, it was announced that he was partnering with PlayStation to do Death Stranding. And this feels like the exact same thing, where Jade Raymond, coming off of Stadia, uh, we just... It was maybe even less than a month ago. It was probably it might have been exactly a month ago where we got that story of Google Stadia shutting down first party development. Uh, every, people were being were being laid off. Jade Raymond yeah. left, and for this to happen a month later is such a move for Jade Raymond. Like kudos to her and her team. Like that is an an awesome thing to be able to pull off in a month to be like, hey, we're going from piecing out of this thing that we we thought was promising that we saw a future in uh, that we were working hard on. We're going from piecing out of, of that into now launching a studio with a name with backing behind it partnering with uh one of the biggest first parties in the world like that is a that is a fantastic move and i'm us i'm usually one to to see through like pr bullshit and marketing terms and all that stuff but you know she mentions here in the playstation blog uh we want to create games that are a haven for players we want to build a studio that is a haven for developers and i i do see that and i am like that is an awesome statement like that is some that is something that uh, I think very much characterizes the way in which I I think about games like uh, Assassin's Creed, right? Like she helped she helped get that that franchise off the ground. And I look around and I'm like, yeah, there's so many people that are big fans of Assassin's Creed, right? People ident people identify with that franchise. People uh, build fandoms around that franchise. And uh, saying we want to create games that are a haven for players, I think I think kind of reflects that uh, the idea that she might want to make an another Assassin's Creed or another Watch Dogs or something mm -hmm. something of that uh same level right for playstation i think that's a cool thing now here's my question for you and this might read as very negative which i don't ever mean to be but mm. does the name does the name jade raymond still matter you think to the and i want to say the average gamer because the average gamer i don't think honestly understands who makes their games but the industry at large i feel like you know it, 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 we're looking, you go to you, Jade's Wikipedia, right? And you look through the games she's got listed here, right? 2002 Sims Online, 2007 Assassin's Creed, 2009 AC2, AC Bloodlines, 2013 Blacklist, 2014 Watch Dogs, 2015 The Mighty Quest for Epic Loot, right? And that's mm -hmm. where it ends. You start talking about, I think, Jade Raymond as a name. And Jade Raymond, of course, is somebody I know from the industry, incredibly nice. And I'm not trying to take shots at her that way. I'm talking about the fact that just yesterday right or two well every show it seems like we talk about how old i am and how long i've been around right and so talking about 2007 and 2009 yeah i remember when jade raymond was the one of the fucking names right when it was like uh, she was we were trying to get her on sh not shows at the time just podcasts i guess on to, into articles right stuff like that and then the fact that since then i feel like she's gone and had these She's moved to other studios, uh, other teams, and tried to make things happen, and then like you, she has nothing to show for it. And I, I, this isn't me saying it's her fault or anything like that. I'm saying, do you think that 
she still has the stuff. Is it, is it the, you know, the fact that like, you know, Stadia doesn't come together and make anything for her. Are you still excited for a Jade Raymond game? I mean, personally, I'm, I'm not the one to be excited about a Jade Raymond game because the games that she's worked on have not really spoken to me. Yeah. Um, but I know that the Assassin's Creed as a franchise is spoken to people. Watch Dogs games is spoken to people. You know, she's like been, she's uh, one of the founders of uh, EA Motive, right? And they went on to make games like like um, Star Wars Squadrons. Like she, Jade Raymond as a name doesn't speak to me the same way that Hideo Kojima or even a name like Amy Hennig speak to me as a name where I'm like, cool, I know what that is. I like, I, I, I personally identify with games they made. I'm very excited about this. I think Jade Raymond is very much in, inside baseball kind of name right where if you're in the industry or pay you pay a lot of attention to the industry you yeah. see that and you go oh good for her like she she is finding ways to to continue to to prevail in this industry and continue continue to do things but i don't i don't look at the announcement of haven studio and immediately go like fuck yeah i'm hyped i'm excited let's fucking go because again like i I don't really know what to expect necessarily. You know, sure. I can look at it and be like, okay, they might, they might make an open world game with a with that might be like similar to Ghost or Horizon in terms of setup, but might have a new setting. You know, I, it's hard to really narrow down what a Jade Raymond game is. But if we're looking at the at the story of Jade Raymond over the years, right? Like for the last few opportunities she's been given, it seems like those have been kind of stripped away from her without mm -hmm. her, uh, out of her control, right? You look at Stadia and it's like, that wasn't a, a Jade Raymond issue, the what, what went down with First Party. That was a Stadia and th them not anticipating how much work it takes to develop shit uh, type thing, right? You look at the closure of Visceral Games and Jade Raymond was, in, it was involved with that, right? And that wasn't a, that wasn't a, you know, Jade Raymond or Amy Hedig issue. That was an, EA doesn't know how to handle this thing kind of issue. Yeah. Uh, and so I think it, it it's nice to see her be able to, in theory, be able to own a project, own a studio, and be able to see that project all the way through. But I'm right there with you that the announcing a, a studio with the name Jade Raymond doesn't inherently ignite excitement in fans. Here's the thing I'll say, though, is I think it should. I, and I think you just said all the reasons why, right? In so many words. But then in the chat, even Big, Big Bad Beluga says she would be huge if she hadn't gotten screwed over so hard multiple times in the last decade. Yeah. I think that's a huge part of it. And that's where I think it comes from of like, especially when you read this, right? Like there's this great line in here from her, right? Where she's talking about the student. She goes, it's time for us to refocus on games. And the sh games is in all caps, right? Like this is exciting to me as somebody who is a student of the industry or whatever and a fan of the industry, obviously somebody who knows uh, Jade just in a passing way from conventions and uh, getting to talk to her a few times. And then back to what you were talking about, the way she speaks in this letter, we want to create games that are a haven for players. We want to build a studio that's a haven for developers. Like this is so much. I think like what you said earlier with Kojima, where this just smacks of guess what? I've fucking had it with corporate video game. Let's go make a fucking video game. Let's go make an independent studio where we can make something. And you assume she and her team had a pitch for PlayStation and they were like, yes, and I'm sure it was. Just let us fucking make this. Give us, let us get, give us the capital to get this started up. Let us get going and let us make this in the same way you want to talk about Kojima and Death Stranding in the same way you want to talk about anybody who breaks away and goes off and get starts their own studio, right? Like let us be creative again. It's back to what we're talking about on Peace. I love you this week where buying bethesda buying double fine bringing them into the xbox family right removes the boot on the neck that all these developers eventually get into where it's like cool not only do i want to make games i want to keep everyone employed so i have to worry about the business side and what's going on in fiscal years and yada da, da, da. whereas if you can just go be a creative just go be a creative and that's what's exciting about this to see her and i'm sure a team that is comprised it mentions in here right uh it's a team comprised of people that she's worked with over the years or whatever like i'm sure it's a bunch of people fed up with the way AAA video games are made and the way that you get gr you, that grinds you down and somebody at the top cancels your project or cancels the entire uh, in-house development of games for stadia right like i'm very i'm not excited i i, I shouldn't i'm not excited in terms of like Oh, it's a Jade Raymond game. That means X, Y, and Z. Like I can, like I know what that exactly. means anymore. I'm excited in the way of wow, a whole bunch of really creative people just had their uh, their their leashes taken off, their shackles taken off, right? Like they're no longer bound by what the corporate overlord wants from them. They're gonna actually get to go run and see what this actually turns out to be, and that's always exciting. Yeah, and it's gonna and it's, and it's gonna hopefully turn out, turn into a cool game for the PlayStation audience, which I think is also exciting. But you know, you look at the second part of the statement of we want to build, we want to. 
we want to create games that are a haven for players. We want to we want to build a studio that is a haven for developers. That part right there feels like a response a response to her last few experiences in the industry. And like to go earlier in the article, right, where she writes about uh, several people have been asking her after all these experience after all these experiences, do you still want to be in the games industry? And the answer is always an unwavering yes. Like that. It's nice to see that, and no pun intended. It's nice to see that she's not jaded, right? It's nice hey. to see that she's not like, "fuck this shit, I'm out." Yeah, because yeah. I can e- I can easily see why that would be the case. Totally, I can easily see why somebody be like, "It does sound like she's industry. jaded with AAA stuff." <laughs> it does sound like oh, yeah. she's jaded with the big, sure. the big industry part of it. But the and and that's what makes this probably uh, such an exciting thing for her specifically is that to be in the case, to be in the situation where one you get to have an independent studio, but then also you get to have an independent studio with the backing of a first party. That is probably the most, and you get to lead that studio. That is probably the most powerful position you can be in as somebody who wants to create a game in the industry, because you're, you, 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 uh, you have enough backing to where you're not going to fail, hopefully, right? Like you can, obviously there are many ways you can still fail, but you, 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 you have that cushion underneath you, but then also you have the freedom to do whatever the fuck you want. Like Kojima with Kojima Productions in the in a similar situation made Death Stranding, which is the most bonkers, crazy, weird first uh, or triple A video game that I I can think of in the last ten years, right? Like yeah. Ko- Death Stranding is the most Kojima ass game Kojima could have made, and he made that with you know n- no no strings, no no uh, um, first party. Uh, um, caveats right like he was able to do the thing that he wanted to do and this is going to look like Jade Raymond is going to be able to do the thing that she wants to do it's probably not going to be Death Stranding it's probably not going to be that weird but it is probably going to be her vision and it is and she is going to be able to see it through if she truly wants to see it through which I think is the biggest thing here weird question I guess and I haven't thought through the answers or conversation even but do you think this is I don't want to say the way Sony wants to counteract uh, Xbox's acquisitions, but as Xbox starts picking up more studios and, and building a first party, PlayStation already has an established first party. But do you see them going this route of trying to snatch up industry icons, luminaries, whatever you want to say, like Kojima, like Jade, get them signed to exclusive games, not be a first party forever, but be able to fund the projects of Eccentrics? Like, are we going to see a Peter Molyneux game or something like from PlayStation down the line? I mean, I think it's an option. The reason I doubt it entirely, though, is that how often can you do that? You know, the last time yeah, we saw PlayStation yeah. do that was in 2016. Cliff out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess you could do that. But, like, you know, that was six years ago since the Kojima thing. And now it's happening again with PlayStation in 2021. Holy shit, it's been six years since the Kojima thing? Yeah, yeah, it's oh been it's been God. that long, and it's like, how many people are there out there that you can snatch up in this way that have that are experienced in making big AAA games that you can partner with to make a AAA game for you? That is that is once in a decade, seemingly right, or twice in a decade uh, at this point. Unless you, unless as PlayStation, you want to maybe reach out to smaller developers or more diverse developers, right? Like, what would it look like if PlayStation reached out to Toby Fox to make an exclusive game? Or what if, what would it look like if PlayStation reached out to I don't know, like in 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 a uh, uh, a successful indie developer, right? I, I think that would maybe provide more opportunity for that kind of thing. But there aren't enough people of that same ilk of yeah. Jade Raymond or Hideo Kojima or anywhere in between to really make this a consistent strategy for PlayStation. Number oh no, I actually had a question here. Sorry, Mitch Craston says before we get out of this, uh, he wrote in Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, just like you can, and says with the new Jade Raymond Studio, what are the odds that this new project will have similar threads to her previous works that didn't end up in Google Stadia? Is this a new, a fresh new start or a quick pivot? I mean, you figure for a studio starting up this way and bringing in so many different people that they worked with before, I'm sure there's ideas they're going to say of like, hey, man, we've been working on this thing and it didn't go anywhere, but what if we did X, Y, and Z for it? But I don't think you're going to get any kind of carbon copies or anything like that. Bless. Yeah. No, I think in, in the way that this works, I'm sure if Google sees Jade Raymond put out a game that told, that it entirely resembles the game that she was working on for Stadia, they are going to be fucking suing left and right they'd be like no (laughs) google's a bit litigious they might have a problem with anything like that would look the same right so you're you're not going to see the game that they're working on for for google but i think it is like you said right where for a studio like this there are ideas that you percolate on over the years and i I can't remember the last jade raymond game that she actually saw through in, in release but you imagine since then ideas that she's come up with or that that their team has come up with over the years will probably appear in some form or in some way uh in their next game Sure. Uh, 
Kevin, I'm going to need you and your expertise for the next story. Number two, Fortnite's new season is live, and it's primal. Kevin, can we watch the cinematic trailer and then the Battle Pass trailer? I want your expert opinion. Blessing, where are you right now with Fortnite? I haven't played Fortnite in a while. I, no. I've been all in on Apex and on War, in Warzone, uh, and it's just hard to play this many Battle Royales at, at once. Understandable, so, understandable. Yeah, I, I hopped out like, like December-ish, I want to say, out of Fortnite, and I've not gone back since coward all right uh, kevin go ahead and hit this one here this is the cinematic trailer announcing the uh nexus event here that happened jonesy of course troy baker getting a bit wild out there we've lost control save yourself if i don't stop this it could destroy all existence you have your orders now get out of there i'm gonna do what we should have done from the very start i'm going to the seven you took an oath you're betraying everything we have you seen the trailer yet but i'm not my favorite thing is how ridiculous this is to get to show how ridiculous Fortnite is. The game or the trailer? Yeah, first of all, but like the, the moments that you have. So cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you're an audio listener over there, the fan of running at him. He's pinned down. He's gonna die. No. Who shot Lynn Hamilton from Terminator 2? <laughs> Shoots another Xenomorph. Now the Terminators from Terminator are coming together. Oh, this is awesome. Then through the wall, a giant truck drops down. Who's this? Because it's the Terminator truck. No, it's, it's Ripley. Uh, uh, yeah, Ripley uh, from Alien. That's, uh, yeah, then Kratos comes in to take down Pancake Man. Predator gets this pushed in the face by a cat. <laughs> the fact that this is a trailer is crazy. Right? This is wild too. Okay. Street Fighter kills me. Ryu, right? Right? Yeah. Master Chief. This is crazy. It's just one of those, like, imagine if you could go back in time and, like, I just leave the E3 demo of, like, getting Fortnite the Save the World mode demo. I'm like, okay, cool. And then you show me the trailer. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, honestly, show anybody the trailer five years ago and be like, hey, this is a thing that's going to exist and be playable. It's not a meteor at all. It's some kind of spaceship door. Oh, who's this going to be? No reason to trust me, but... Oh, no. Hang on! I can get you to Geno. And the sisters. I can get you all of them. But I need your help to fix that. I don't know. I don't know anything. Like, I don't know what's going on here. But And that's my thing. Is like, yeah, Kevin, no, you're... I was oh, gonna say, okay. you're Mr. Fortnite. You hit level 100 this time around, right? You got your you got your Grogu, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, does this true. do something for you? Are you watching this story trailer and like getting it? They're like I mean, they're, they're weaving this narrative in there. Are you getting excited about that? Uh, I mean, no, not not. I mean, it, it's a really cool trailer. I th I feel like the sure. moments that are cool are you know the the the, the um, Ripley and uh, Sarah Connor. Like those yeah, are yeah. the moments that pop. But like, and also like, I don't understand what this is building to. What is the seven? Well, he's one, one of the, of the seven. Six. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what they want you doing. They but want it, it's just one of those things that, like, there was a moment, though, Greg, where I was sitting yeah. there, I'm like, and they're saying the seven, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Are they going to suddenly bring in the Justice League? Right? Because there's seven, right? Yeah. And, and, then, and of course, and there's the DC Comics tie-in this time around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was that was my hope, obviously, when they when people started talking about the DC comic book and all the stuff. I was like, oh my god, are we gonna DC after the Marvel season? Are we gonna DC season? No, we're not. Mm -hmm. But it's no big deal. Uh, if you want to skip to the Battle Pass trailer, you can show that, Kevin. That's just a minute long. It reveals some of the cool like stuff that's five happening. Left. Do you guys want them to lean into like having an actual story in Lord of Fortnite? Because this this seems like some Destiny type shit. I like I like the like if this one so far. Like the seven in Primal. Go ahead and hit it. We can talk over this, Kevin, because this is just showing Better you. How how uh, like, I like it. Yeah, it, it, for me. Like, but the problem is, it's stuff like this where it's like, cool. Now it's primal, and you show these wolves run around. And it's like, there's Lara Croft. Uh, 
it, this doesn't i don't care about primal right like that's when yeah. you start getting into seasons that have these kind of things you s start getting into oh i don't care about this genre so i don't care about this like when it was that marvel season that was just the perfect season of Fortnite for me yeah even right here raven of course from dc comics oh she's shit in, she's in there too she got different oh, looks god too. damn i had to get, that gonna get you is that get you back <laughs> What the but fuck? So it's like I like I I like that they're doing it because I think it it's one of those you can easily ignore. But again, like the Marvel season story was so cool, and the comic mm. book leading up to it was so cool that I'd rather see them. I'd rather see them keep taking chances like that, and only one out of every twelve seasons hits for me where I'm like, I gotta go do that. Mm -hmm. But but then the, the, you know, just that one would be enough that would make me go, oh, fuck yeah, I want to. Yeah, I'm you know doing that, and you know, other people are gonna be part of that and want to go through their stories, and you know. Are you, are you guys interested? They're doing like a single player campaign, right? Are you guys interested in that? They, no, no, they're doing a single player like start. It's like, you know how every time you start Fortnite, a new mm -hmm. season, there's like something you have to play through. I, this is a single player thing they're doing. Or okay, whatever, gotcha. for Gen Z. My, I haven't done it yet. My bar for that is super low. Super low. Or it, yeah, I'm sure it's it's going to be like when we fought uh, Galactus, right? Where it's like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. this is a very short, not that interactive thing. But is what I'm expecting. I don't know if that's actually what it is. We'll see. I'm, pr I'm pretty The one sure thing I do like about that battle pass is they're, they have the Lara Croft that's like the... Uh, polygonal one from like old Lara Croft. That oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, see, I haven't looked at the battle pass yet, and I'm very excited to check that out later today. Uh, number th and first off in the record, so uh, Duggar says, Fortnite has a single player story mode. Everyone forgets. Nobody's fucking talking about Save the World. You know exactly what we're talking about. Also, Shut up. sucks, you know what I mean? Like, get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Oh, you and Andrew and Renee like that single player mode. Get yeah. out of here. Go over Get out of here. Number three on the Roper Report, there's a big old Animal Crossing New Horizons update on the way. This is Kevin uh, Nezevec over at GameSpot with the report. Nintendo has short shared more details on the Animal Crossing New Horizons next update. In addition to the Sanrio-inspired villagers and items, the 1.9.0 update will introduce more new seasonal items, additional design slots, and other new features to the life sim later this week. As Nintendo detailed on Twitter, the 1.9.0 update will add 50 more slots to both custom designs and pro designs, greatly increasing the number of patterns you can keep. Additionally, you'll be able to purchase a custom designs portal and custom design pro editor plus from the Nook Miles catalog. These will let you download and edit designs right from your Nook phone without having to travel to the Able Sister shop to access the terminal. Yes. Fuck yes. Happy Fuck yes on all of that. A boo on Bunny Day, the first major event to occur after New Horizons launched last year, will return again on April 4th. As before, you'll be able to collect uh, different kinds of eggs from around the island and craft them into special Bunny Day furniture. This time, however, Nook's Cranny will also be selling brand new Bunny Day items. These will be uh, available exclusively in the item shop with a different uh, item on sale each week, or each day, sorry, from March 28th to April 4th. Uh, the Nook Link service in the Nintendo Switch online mobile app will also receive its own update later this month. Following that update, the app will add a new feature that lets you collect Nook points right from your phone and redeem them for prizes you'll receive in-game. You'll need to have a Nintendo Switch online subscription to use the mobile app. Finally, Nintendo is launching a new service called Animal Crossing New Horizons Island Tour Creator on March 23rd. This... Well, I'm sorry. With this, uh, you'll be able to create visual posters and tour video, uh, tour video showcasing your island and share them with others online. Uh, 1.9.0 is slated to arrive March 18th. As previously mentioned, it'll introduce the handful of new Sanrio-inspired content, including brand new villagers you have to invite to your island. You can invite to your island to live. You'll need to scan the Animal Crossing San uh, Sanrio amiibo cards to access these new villagers and items. Uh, those will go on sale in the U.S. starting March 26th and be sold exclusively at Target stores. Whew. Blessing, you care about any of that? Nope. When are you coming back to Animal Crossing? Come on. I, I've just decided. I I respect Animal Crossing, obviously, and I think it's yeah. a really cool thing. But it's just not. I, I I I Animal Crossing New Horizons was my first foray into actually trying Animal Crossing, and I yeah. didn't really expect myself to get into it. And after five hours, I was like, okay, you know, you like, see it, but is, it ain't for you. Yeah. I I see it. I love how cute it is. I love the art style. I love I love the music, but nah. Kevin, did I miss St. Patrick's Day? When St. Patrick's Day? It's uh right. tomorrow, boss. Tomorrow. Is it really? Fuck. All yeah, right, cool. I thought it was the fifteenth, but now I've got. Are we in the chat saying tomorrow? Because I I know that they had like leprechaun outfits in Animal Crossing, and I meant to turn it on and get them, and I never did. So I got to do that today. Maybe it's tomorrow. Kevin, remind me later. All right. Guess what I, I got? Real right now tomorrow? in the sous vide. Sure. Uh, uh corned beef. Yeah, big old thing of corned beef. Damn. Look at you. Did you do that because of uh, uh, the holiday, or just because you were in the mood, and you're like, oh hey, look at that. 
Oh, yeah, because of the holiday. I have people okay. to share it with here in the house, so. Joey's going to get some corned oh. beef. Yeah? Yeah. It's pretty exciting. I'm excited for Joe to eat this corned beef, but I'm also excited for the viewers and listeners to go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can toss us a couple bucks. You can be part of the show with your questions, comments, concerns, and squad up requests. You can get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. You can get a whole bunch of different uh, exclusives over there, shows that are only living there, all sorts of stuff. However, most important for right now, you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, Greg Way, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Purple. As the world becomes increasingly uncomfortable, we're all looking for as much comfort as we can get. The one thing you can always count on is how comfortable your Purple mattress is. That's because Purple is comfort reinvented. Only Purple has The Grid, a stretchy gel material that that is amazingly supportive for your back and legs while cushioning your shoulders, neck, and hips. I don't know how it does it. It just does, and it's fantastic. Because of how it's designed, The Grid doesn't trap air. Air actually circulates and flows through it, so you'll never overheat. The grid bounces back as you move and shift. Unlike memory foam, which remembers everything, that's why memory foam has craters and divots. Uh, kind of funny, of course, loves the purple mattress. Joey Noel sleeps like a baby on the one she has. She says it's nice and soft and keeps her cool. Right now, you can try your purple mattress risk-free with free shipping and returns. Financing is available, too. <laughs> Imagine Joey in, like, one of those, like, she's got the little candle. Like, you know, the little candle you carry around, the little nightcap, and, like, the giant nightgown just cur- getting on this, this purple mattress laying down. She blows out the candle first, though. Fire safety, everybody. All right. Uh, purple really is comfort and I'm sorry. Purple really is comfort in an uncomfortable world. Right now, you'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more. Go to purple.com slash games10 and use the promo code games10. That's purple.com slash games10. Promo code games10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Purple.com slash games10. Promo code games10. Terms apply. I appreciated that when I started into the joke, Blessing unmuted his mic and then just remuted it. Like, this isn't going anywhere. No, I actually, I muted it so I could laugh a little bit, but I didn't want you to hear the laugh because I didn't Mm. want you to know that you got me. Gotcha. Uh, Brooklyn is the next sponsor. Life is too short to sleep between anything less than really nice sheets. But maybe you looked at some retailers and calculated the years of interest you'd pay on just one set and gave up. Trust me, go check out Brooklinen. Brooklinen was started by Rich and Vicky. You know them. They also tried to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg. And when they couldn't, they founded Brooklinen as the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. They work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury-level markups. Brooklinen has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and tastes. Brooklinen has over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting. They are so confident you will love their products. They even offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. And Brooklinen is so much more than sheets. They've got comforters, pillows, towels, and loungewear, even other stuff. Kind of Funny loves Brooklinen. Tim loves the sheets. I love the towels. And everybody loves how soft Tim and I both are because we sleep on the sheets and the towels. Well, I don't sleep on the towels. I'm not Portillo, all right? I sleep in a bed. and also has Brooklinen sheets on it, all right? But I'm double comfy, all right? Tim's only one comfy. Don't be like Tim. Be like Craig. Go to Brooklinen.com and use the promo code KFGD to get 25% off. It'd be funny to imagine me sleeping on a bed of towels, though, right? I'm in trouble with the gen. But yeah, I just go sleep oh, on yeah. some towels. Just lay on down in the living room on the floor. I'm like a modern, a modern day Fightful goes west. Like, uh, I get 25 couch, like these, these towels are so comfy. Great movie. Go to Brooklinen.com. Use the promo code KFGD. FGD to get 25% off when you spend $100 or more plus free shipping. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Enter the promo code KFGD to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more plus free shipping. Brooklinen.com. Use the promo code KFGD at checkout. Final sponsor of the day. Burrow. Finding furniture is always a hassle, whether it's finding what's right, getting it delivered, or the setup itself. That's why I'm excited to tell you the show is sponsored by Burrow, the furniture company that's designing smarter, simpler things for modern life at home. They built the company from the ground up to fix all the ways that shopping for furniture is frustrating. Every decision they make, from the first sketch of a new couch to the fast, free delivery promise, is made with your experience in mind. Easy online shopping is the name of the game. No more visits to far-flung warehouse stores, no high-pressure salespeople, plus Burrow's world-class support team is is available for whenever you need them. Furniture is designed for the way you live. Their cadenzas are actually tall enough to fit next-gen consoles standing vertically. The award-winning Nomad sofa has built-in USB chargers. Simple assembly. Burrow customers literally write reviews applauding the instructions for being so easy to follow. Modular design means they're easy to set up, but they also uh, are easy to take with you to your next home. Fast and free shipping uh, on every order saves you an average of $100 on large items like a couch. Right now, you can get $75 off your first order at burrow.com games. That's 
Burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W.com slash games for $75 off your Burrow purchase. Burrow.com slash games, 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 games. I love the idea that somebody listened to this podcast, Bless, and they're like, you know what? I need it all. And they just made a perfect, they just made a perfect bedroom. Because oh, they got yeah. the they got the purple the, the mattress they got the Brooklyn in sheets and towels and then they got like a burrow furniture for in the room. No, these ads are perfect for somebody in the process of moving right now. Like somewhere, yeah. somewhere, somebody's listening. They're like, "Man, I I'm about to go into my new home and they they're listen to the podcast a, and they're like a bunch of towels oh. that are garbage." Yeah, yeah, they're like, "I gotta sleep on better towels. I need something more soft." <laughs> <laughs> number four on the Roper Report, and these last ones are gonna be pretty quick because they're kind of just what they are. Uh, number uh, number four, Two K snaps up Tiger Woods and a studio. This is Brendan Sinclair over GamesIndustry.biz. Two K is adding a couple more clubs to its bag as the publisher today announced the acquisition of PGA Tour Two K. K21 developer HB Studios along with a long-term exclusive partnership with Tiger Woods. Speaking about the deal, the GamesIndustry.biz 2K president David Ismailer said the publisher has seen success with the Nova Scotia-based developers golf games, which 2K has been publishing since the Golf Club 2019 featuring PGA Tour. Last year's PGA Tour uh, 20, oh no, sorry, 2K21 has shipped nearly 2 million units to date. So if you love Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all, there you go. There you go. I, yeah. I, it'd be a power move if they ended up naming it Tiger Woods two, t- Tiger Woods Golf 2K21 or something along those lines. Sure. be a great way to flip it on EA. Yeah, get him. You know, get out here Rory McIlroy or whoever that guy was they used that one time. Oh, you got Remember it. Rory, it was Rory McIlroy. It wasn't, yeah. wasn't him? All right, cool. Yeah. Who's the one guy who was always drunk playing golf, but he was good? I assume all of them are. <laughs> okay. Who, who no. I can play golf of tennis? Andre Agassi. No, no, you're thinking of, uh, what's his name? Jimmy, somebody. Get me there. Get me there. Get me there. <laughs> Hold on, I'll get you. John, John McEnroe. John McEnroe. That's it. That's John Daly. Right. John Daly's the drunk golfer I was talking about. There we go. Oh. And of course, Johnny Ace, the Wild Aces. It turns out if you got a, a John name, you're gonna you're gonna crush it out there. Sure, sure. You know. Uh, uh number five. Question. Oh, sorry. Quick question for Bless. How much does uh, Fivel matter to you? Not at all, really. Damn. Fuck. The generation's fucked. You know. <laughs> Here's the thing. That's not a generational thing. I I remember. Enjoying Fifel fine. It wasn't a big deal. Yeah. I mean, you know I'm I mean? aware of Fifel, but like, it's not something I'm like, yeah, I'm a big Fifel fan out here. It's not me. That's why, I like, this generation coming up, all they're going to like is superheroes. You know what I mean? Oh, my I God. Ask me how much cool. the MCU means to me. Yeah, I know, right? And like, imagine that you're a kid, though, and you got to watch like a Dumbo cartoon, or now you have fucking Green Lantern smashing a tank on somebody. You know, what do you want to watch here? What do you want to oh, watch? Yeah. No, you this, nailed it. This elephant is racist friends. <laughs> this guy just killed somebody with a tank. It's just simple, and kids are going to be great for it. Yeah, Number five on the Roper. <laughs> this has been a journey. This show has had weird energy, and I've loved it. <laughs> Number five. This is the final one. Uh, Kevin, listen up, because I want your expert opinion on okay. this as well. Right, Assassin's Creed appears to have effed up its own transmog system. Oh. Oh, no. uh, this is Jordan Oleman over at IGN.com. Ubisoft has added a much-requested item, trans... Oh, sorry. Ubisoft has added a much-requested item transmog feature to Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but fans aren't happy with its implementation. Assassin's Creed Valhalla's title update 1.2.0 launched across Xbox Series, uh, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 5 again, she, they mean PlayStation 4. Everywhere it is, it's launched on March 16th. The patch bought new skills, uh, the Ostara Festival, and transmogrification. Which allows players, of course, to change the appearance of their gear, but keep the stats beneath it in order to create custom outfits. Uh, Parentheses, it's a lot like using a glamour in an MMO, if you're familiar. Uh, Players want to equip their best gear for their build, but this may come at a compromise of your favorite in-game fashion. Uh, Fans have been requesting this feature, which has been present in previous Assassin's Creed games for a while, but the way Ubisoft has implemented it in Assassin's Creed Valhalla hasn't gone down too well. In the Assassin's Creed... In Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you could transmog for free and directly uh, from the inventory menu. In Valhalla, however, you you're going to need to pay 50 silver a pop, which you'll have on hand over, which you'll have to hand over to Gunner in Ravensthorpe for every piece you want to aesthetically alter. Silver is fairly easy to come by in Valhalla early on, but if you want to alter a lot of gear, you need to sell items or gamble in minigames. In, in this Reddit thread, which is linked on IGN, uh, players have pointed out that after looting and raiding everywhere, silver can be tough to accrue. Quote, 50 silver is not small on this game. Making money is such a struggle after you raid and loot everything, Rick the Mullet Man said. Uh, quote, Transmog was free in Odyssey. No reason for it to cost 50 uh, each time here, adds M. M. Boar Island. Uh, I know it's a small amount, 
amount, but the fact that I have to consciously think about how much slash often I use the feature is quite ridiculous. IMO. It's worth pointing out that you can purchase silver from the in-game store in Valhalla for real money, something that hasn't gone unnoticed among the community. Quote, the only reason you're doing this is because they, the only reason they're doing this is because they want more people to buy silver with real money from the Helix store. Disgusting, writes Ever Advancing. Now, the community is pointing out that Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Origins both use a more convenient form of the feature, as does Immortals Phoenix Rising. It'll be interesting to see how Ubisoft reacts to the feedback. We've contacted the publisher for comment. Kevin? You know, I love transmog in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, when I was playing Valhalla, I had a huge problem with not being able to do it because I hated my armor set. What do you think of that, and what do you think of this solution? Uh, this solution fucking sucks. Like, sucks. Here's the thing. You're not getting as much armor with, uh, with this game compared to Odyssey. Correct. Odyssey, yeah. you can throw a fucking stick without like hitting another piece of armor. It was great. Yep. Um, so... I, I understand why they thought these bastards could get away with it, but no, like that's that's that should be a very like easy feature to, to utilize and like that that should be a free feature. It's fucked up that they're like I already worked to get the armor. I probably like had to use money and get to get the armor where I wanted to be. Yeah, you know, stop making me yeah, work totally. more like to make it look not stupid. Come on. Blessing, Come I know on. you're not a big Assassin's Creed guy, but but if we can just step back and take it from a wider video game industry thing, I can't fucking stand when a game makes it harder to look cool. And I was oh, talking yeah. I was talking about this uh yesterday or yeah, with you on uh, on a uh, 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 love you, right? Of like started playing Destiny again, having a great time, but I'm getting new armor. And so, you know, I went into Eververse and I was looking around, I was like, "All oh, right, yeah." And I went to Shaders and I can't believe it is still that one shader goes to one piece of my armor. So I can turn I can turn my arms purple, but I can't. It's like, oh my God. And then I go to Eververse and she's not selling any more purple. I'm like, what the f- why is this how this is? Like, if you're gonna have me changing gear this much, at least let me look uniform. I don't want to look like Joseph and the Technicolor Amazing Code out here. You know what I mean? As I'm running around. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why there hasn't been a a solution that has worked for every RPG because this is a problem. This seems to be a problem with every RPG that I play where I'm like, cool, I want to look cool, but I also want to have great stats. Let me transmog the right way. Let me be able to transfer stats into something else. Like Cyberpunk was a similar thing for me where I I enjoyed playing Cyberpunk and I when it came to equipping different types of armor, I was just or different types of outfits so I could have certain types of stats. That was always a, a weird hassle for me because my character always ended up looking busted. And I'm like, dude, let me let me look cool. I'm in a cyberpunk world. You know, let me wear the fucking my fucking dope ass yep. leather jacket with my fucking dope ass. I don't know, man. Parachute pants. Totally. Those, do- that doesn't those sound were good dope, pants. but you know what I mean? Right. Like, let me, let yeah, me wear yeah. a dope outfit and then also have my stats with it. And that's always the thing that, that kind of uh, annoys me about about games that don't get it right in this way. Chat's popping off saying, oh, it's, Greg, that's coming to Destiny next season. I'll be generous and not even bring up the fact that Destiny 2 is a sequel to Destiny. Destiny 2 came out in 2017. In 2017, I was like, this is bullshit. Why the fuck is this happening? You're telling me in 2021, Luke Smith's finally like, you know what? From my throne, I'll finally change this for you. I don't think so. I don't think so. All right? You don't get to come in here and act like, oh, no, no, no. It's Greg, you're you're making a mountain out of a molehill, all right? This molehill became a mountain. And the mole that lives inside, he's three or four times bigger than a moving truck. And he's just been over there pissing me off, all right? So don't come in here and tell me you got the solution when this mole ain't my entire family, all right? All I've got is Jen's foot here, all right? Because the mole ain't Jen. And you're going <laughs> to tell me it's, don't worry, though. It's getting fixed tomorrow. Look at this fucking mole, Luke Smith. You're right about the weird energy today. I like it. <laughs> Blessing, I'm excited to see what the energy's like tomorrow, but tomorrow's so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops, where would I go? You would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Con Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, King Arthur, Knight's Tale on PC. Some, S-U-M, Slay. Monsters is on Switch. <laughs> Dead Ground is on Switch. Epitaph is uh, Epitaph is on uh, Switch. Mahjong Adventure is on Switch. Heroes of the Three Kingdoms Eight is on PC. Yaga is on PC, and then of course the new Fortnite Primal Season has begun. New dates for you: El Hijo uh, launches on Switch, PS4, and Xbox One on March 25th. Undermine the action adventure roguelike is coming to PlayStation 4 Tuesday, March 30th, and Genesis Genesis Noir launches March 26th on PC, Xbox One. Nintendo Switch and Epic Games Store. 
deals of the day for you. Uh, Xbox Game Pass has yet more games getting added to its roster. They put up a bunch of them today. Uh, Undertale is available today. Uh, Epic, uh, hold on one sec. Uh, the next, this, uh, these three games are coming on March 18th. Empire of Sin comes to cloud console and PC. Near Automata comes to PC. Star Wars Squadrons comes to console. Uh, and then Torchlight comes to PC. So I guess that was four. All of those are coming to March 8, on March 18th. Then Genesis Noir Collection. Uh, no, Genesis Noir comes to console and PC March 25th. Octopath Motherfucking Traveler comes to console on PC March 25th. Uh, Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire Ultimate Edition comes to PC March 25th. Uh, Supraland, uh, Supraland comes to PC March 25th. Then Yakuza 6 The Song of Life comes to cloud console on PC March 25th. Narita Boy comes to cloud console PC March 30th. And then as we already talked about, Outriders comes to cloud and console April 1st. Game Pass pretty good, bless. Oh yeah. Pretty, game, pretty dang good. Get. Also, like I know, people, I think most people missed out on Superland. Uh, it's a first-person puzzle game with a lot of quirky energy to it. Check it out if that sounds like a jam, because I've heard very good things about Superland. Uh, time to squat up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, giving us your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, Constantine needs help on PC, PC slash Uplay. Uh, the name there is... Fapa for you two. F A P A for you two. F A P A for you two. A new year and Rainbow Six Siege is upon us, and I want to queue up with some KFBFs. I'm down for anything casual, unranked, or ranked. I'm usually on the, in the evenings, Eastern, uh, and weekends. Love the show. Thanks. No, thank you, Fapa for you. <laughs> if you too, if you want to play uh, some Rainbow Six Siege on the PC slash you play Fapa for you too. That's who you're trying to hit up there. All right, go get it. Uh, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. So we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe. Nanobiologist starts us off and says the server that Gary is playing on is you pick a role and you role play as that job. As a cop, you actually pull people over and make arrests. As EMS, you actually help people and take them to hospitals. As fugitives, you try to pull off heists. You have a job and a backstory, but you make that up. So, okay so you start it up and then like is there a list of things you do or like you can just be anything you want then you go let me know um big bad beluga says the correct pronunciation is mock bong just like blessing said chat is uncultured i agree wow wow Uh, i mispronounced a lot of things i when i said mock bong i immediately was like yeah that's probably said a different way but Joshy G comes in and needs to get set fucking straight, all right? Because Joshy G says, I'm sure someone else wrote in slash not not a you're wrong. Octopath Traveler is coming to Game Pass. Joshy G, I know you've watched this fucking show before. I know you have watched this show before. Where do I put the new fucking Game Pass games unless there's something groundbreaking? I put them in deals of the day. I don't, I can't even look you in the eye right now. You know what I mean? It's just upsetting. Other people are pointing out, or Borison's pointing out, you can uh, reacquire shaders uh, in your collection tab in Destiny 2. It's something that was added in Forsaken. Uh, that's news to me, and I do have to pay for them again there. Just let me, I get one shader. Let me just have the fucking shader. All right? I have a bucket of paint in my space car. Let me toss it on my goddamn clothes. Space car. <laughs> you reading the same thing I'm reading? Frankfurter? <laughs> Yeah, Frankfurter, Frankfurter. breaking news. Square Enix is hosting a digital. How is it breaking fucking news that there's an event on Thursday of this week when last Thursday it was on Kind of Funny Games Daily, Frankfurter? Yeah, I'm talking about my weird energy. What is up with your energy today, (laughs) people watching this this show live? We got we gotta we gotta have a you're wrong meeting, guys. Everybody, if you don't have one in your house, buy a carbon monoxide detector. Cause some people right now are getting fumes <laughs> and they don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> God. Frank Ferdinand in chat said he didn't write he is saying that he didn't write that in. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, likely story. You know what I mean? It's like when I passed a note to a girl in school. I was like, do you want to go out with me? She's like, no. And I'm like, I didn't write this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who sent you this <laughs> who note. Who it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It must have been a different Timothy Anderson. 
Oh my god, borders and doubles. Shaders cost 500 glimmer and two legendary shards in the collection. I have the fucking shader. Let me spray it on my goddamn body. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been kind of funny games daily, and a lot of you need Jesus. All right. I want you to when you're done with this podcast, go watch the 19 other podcasts we put up. Watch the Twitch stream. It's gonna be who's on today? It's more uh, oh, it's the boys playing Mario, right? Yeah. It's gonna be them doing that. Then of course there's the Snyder Cut 10 minute reaction. You got it in review later this week. But when you've done listening to all the new kind of funny content and going to listen to all the blessing shows are only on youtube.com slash kind of funny games go watch them we put a lot of work into them we've got a new one coming tomorrow about avengers i'm hosting when you're done with all of that just turn everything off and i'd like you to let one tear roll down your cheek as you think about how you failed me today all right and you might say i didn't do anything wrong greg you didn't yell at me i didn't see you standing up for the rights either i didn't see you in the chat saying you know what josh g get the fuck out of here i didn't see that i didn't see you calling out frank Furter saying we don't believe you all right don't try to take back that you are wrong don't get me started on John BX32. Oh my God. John BX32. Oh this motherfucker. I'm playing Starfield right now. You guys don't have it yet? This is a PS I Love You reference. It's a great episode. You should there watch was a it. Great, I saw a great tweet today. Uh, somebody tweeted us and they uh, posted a picture of a dude in front of in, uh, in front of a GameStop and they were like, this is John BX32 right now waiting in line for Starfield. <laughs> He's going to get it. Well, you know, if I could just have a quick moment too. Ladies and gentlemen, I love making programs with you. Thank you for hanging out and being our best friends. It's so much fun just giving you other shit like this and we, you know we love you obviously this is so, i we me and bless are on a roll right now of great fucking shows all right bless oh, i don't yeah. know if you know that don't let anybody else know, know. But you're my favorite to work with you me and Kevin, oh, thank you you know what i mean you're my you're in my top three ah, fucking goddamn. Yeah. ladies and gentlemen we got a post show to do over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games if you want to come over there and check that out that'd be great if not you can hang out here on twitch watch the boys play mario remember if you ever miss, miss one of our twitch streams of video games you can go to our brand new youtube channel youtube.com slash kind of funny plays drop a sub there you see all of our twitch archives until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you